All right, you guys, we are rolling into another episode of Return, and today we are going to look at the seventh trumpet, or the last trumpet. So let's jump right in. Okay, so today I want to talk about the seventh trumpet, or the final trumpet, and the things that are going to happen around that time because if you don't know it already that is probably the most significant moment well in all of history for sure um, talking about the trumpets of the end times right yeah the trumpets not of the, the end jewish times. feasts trumpets not the jewish feasts but i think it actually is appropriate to talk about this subject today because the feast of trumpets i'm pretty sure just ended i don't know too too much about the Jewish Jewish feasts, but um, as you know, that it's holiday time right now, and um, in Colossians two, Paul tells us that the feasts are a shadow that points to Christ and and the things to come and the things to come. And I will say that we do see the feast being obviously celebrated in the Old Testament, and then we actually see passages in the Bible where we see that we're going to celebrate the feasts in the age to come. So the great question like is, yeah, what is the significance of the feast for right now? And I think probably there's a lot there that we can learn and glean from. But I'm saying all that to say, I think they're important, but I actually just don't know that that much about them. But I do know that it's Feast of Trumpets right now or just ending. And so it is appropriate to talk about the trumpets and mm-hmm. the importance of the role that they're going to play um, as just the end times unfold and ultimately as we look for Jesus's return and so well just in a few in a few words what the trumpet feast means in three main points is it it was they will sound the trumpet to gather the people number two they will cry out out loud to say awaken us awaken us to you awaken us from our sins and like an corporate national awakening and even in other parts of the world where they were and number three they will repent Mm -hmm. and they will walk all to jerusalem they will do a pilgrimage a pilgrimage that will last for days and as they were walking towards jerusalem they will be repenting for days yeah and it was a time when you could just confess your sins and they will be covered because at the end of the feast you will have the the high priest just Yom killing the Yom Kippur and the it will be yeah. yeah your sins will be forgiven so that was the the time that you will have to repent which is very significant for this catalogical um, yeah uh, big trumpet the seven trumpet because it's is the is the point when he gathers us and then we we get to be with him forever yeah and we do know that the spring feast there's four Jewish spring feasts. Jesus did fulfill those spring feasts all at his first coming. All of them. And so these fall feasts, it's just well known. Um, I mean, there's a lot to back this up, but that Jesus will fulfill the three fall feasts at his second coming. So again, I think there's a lot there and there's more for us to study and get into. Okay, so all that to say, though, We do want to talk about the trumpets and you might even, depending on how familiar you are with this subject, you might know that there are trumpets that are going to sound around the time when the Lord returns, or you may 
have no idea and that's fine because that's what we want to kind of unfold and talk about and so we're going to piece together a handful of different verses and hopefully give you a good idea and picture of a, a bit of the timeline and then just also some of just the excitement of what is happening around uh, this time. And so I guess to start, a good place to start would be to talk about the trumpets that we see in Revelation. So do you want to just unfold those for a second? Yeah. So before the seven trumpets, there's seven seals that are released by the Lamb in Revelation chapter 6. But in Revelation 5, we see the participation of the saints. And then you see that because of the worship and because the time is ripe, Jesus stands up in Revelation 6 and opens the seals. Once the opening of the seals starts, that's the beginning of the last three and a half years. Which is the Great Tribulation. The Great Tribulation and the great revival in the church too and the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We have to mention that too. Mm-hmm. And once the Lamb stands up, he doesn't stop until he comes back and sits down to Jerusalem. Like he doesn't rest until he's in Jerusalem sitting down at the end of, of the of the all the three and a half years. So it's very important that the six seven seals starts before the seven trump the seven trumpets. So the seven trumpets start uh, specifically in Revelation chapter eight and chapter nine. Those are the two chapters that tells us the first seven trump six trumpets and then the seventh trumpet happens happens exactly in revelation 11 verse 15 to 19 so they they are the the judgments of jesus against the antichrist against the armies that are oppressing the saints oppressing any part of the population of the earth that are not bowing down Mm -hmm. to the image of the antichrist and also making people um realize of their anger and they have to make a decision it's not only against the antichrist but the trumpets i see also that is touching all the population of the earth to kind of bring to the surface what's inside of them Mm -hmm. i see the balls of wrath that comes later they they actually are just to target the antichrist and 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 their armies but the trumpets are I don't know. It's like it's making everyone define who are they going to follow. And it's six trumpets before the seventh one. So it's there's time to repent. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of the feast. It's so important that we get the feast, at least in general. There was a season, a time that you have to repent before the atonement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what happens in these seals, trumpets, and bowls is they're all judgments. This is the wrath of God that's poured out on the earth to cleanse the earth from sin, to prepare the earth for both the coming of Jesus, but also for the coming eventually of the Father, which happens at the end of the millennial kingdom. But these are judgments that are in the heart of God. It says that this is his anger that is being poured out on the earth. And I want to just say that is a very, even though it is a terrifying thing, that is a very positive thing. Like this, we've mentioned this before, that the day of the Lord is called the great and terrible day of the Lord. Because as believers, we have, uh, the wrath of God has already been poured out on Jesus for our sake. So we no longer are under the wrath of God. We 
these judgments are not targeted towards believers, but they are targeted at cleansing the earth from all unrighteousness, from all wickedness, from all injustice. Like just think of the amount of injustice that is on the earth today. And these judgments are directed against those things. And so um, this is a really good positive thing that's happening but the purpose of uh, what we want to even focus on today is not necessarily even those judgments, though we should probably talk about that in a oh, future no. episode. be good. But I want to talk about what happens at the seventh trumpet because there are some very um, massive things and exciting things that happen at that time. And so to do that, I want to just start by looking at a couple verses and... Uh, I think the first one I want to start with is 1 Thessalonians 4.16. And 1 Thessalonians 4 is an end time passage, so 4 and 5. So if you want to go read the context to all of this, you can find out more. But Paul says in this verse really clearly, The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Okay, so what's happening in this passage The Lord, this is clearly when the Lord comes back, when Jesus comes back, it says that he shouts, which I think is really cool. And I want to unpack that um, in a second, just with some other verses, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God. So we know that there's a trumpet sounding at that time. And then it says the dead in Christ will rise first. So the rapture happens at that same time. Yeah. And what's happening in in this passage of 1 Thessalonians 4 is Paul is actually using uh, Jesus' teaching in Matthew 24, to, and, and he's just expounding on it a little bit more. And so I want us to look for a second also at Matthew 24, and then we're going to chat about this one a little bit more. But Matthew 24, verses 29 to 31, starts off by saying, immediately after the tribulation... What? Yeah. Well, not pre-tribulation or No, because <laughs> hear me out on this. Immediately after the tribulation, sun will be darkened, moon will not give its light. Verse 30, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. Some other things happen. They'll see the Son of Man coming on the clouds in great glory. Verse 31, he will send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Okay, so these two verses are very similar. Paul, again, is expanding on Jesus's teaching. And Jesus is expanding on Daniel's prophecy in Daniel 7. Yeah. There's so much that can be unfolded here, which is amazing. One last verse, and then I want us to discuss this a little bit, because we see in both those passages that there's a sound of a trumpet that happens, yeah. and then there's a gathering of the elect, or the dead in Christ are raised, so the rapture. But you pair that together with 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 and 52, Paul is saying to the Corinthians here, behold, I tell you a mystery we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in the moment in a twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound. The dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. So we put together three, these three verses and we see really clearly what's going to happen. There's going to be a sounding of the trumpet at the end of the tribulation 
And it's the sounding of the last trumpet, which we know from the book of Revelation, there's seven trumpets. And when that last trumpet sounds, that's when the dead in Christ, that's when the rapture happens. And that's when Jesus comes and splits the sky. So all of that to say, this isn't, this is just one of many verses for why we know it's oh, clear. Oh, many, many verses. Yeah, why we know it's clear that there's it can't be a pre-tribulational rapture. Which means that the rapture happens before the second coming. And the rapture and the second coming are two different things, which is not true. They are the same thing, the same event that is happening in an organic, progressive way as he's descending. Yeah. So... And, and also, it just shows that we're not going to escape or leave the earth before the Great Tribulation comes on the earth. We're going to be here during that time. But again, it's the great and terrible day of the Lord. It's not, tribulation is not, shouldn't be a big scary thing, though there will be obviously a lot happening that... Um, if we're not prepared, if we're not watching, if we're not praying, will be very intense because we know that this will affect the whole earth. But those last three and a half years is also going to be the greatest time on earth for the saints. And I want to just talk a little bit about what what are we going to be feeling and experiencing leading up to that seventh trumpet? Yeah, I, I, I was thinking right now, that just the fact of trying to escape doesn't match with the gospel um, in many ways. But I'm thinking right now, there's so many things that I'm excited about that time. And also I'm a little bit like, oh my God, this, this is going to be difficult. But what I'm excited right now about, as you were saying, uh, what you were talking is, Jesus said, I have given you authority over serpents and scorpions. And it's interesting that one of the plagues that are released in the fifth and sixth trumpet, which is really intense, is like a demoniac oppression. And, and they have a shape of scorpions. And then the serpent, which is in Revelation 12, Satan, through the Antichrist and all these demonized leaders persecuting the, the saints, are the serpent. Mm-hmm. And the, Jesus said, you're going to receive authority to go over them like to have authority and power over them so what we are going to be thinking i don't think we're going to have fear i think there's going to come a boldness yeah maybe a shock of like wow the abomination of desolation is happening (coughs) excuse me i think there's going to be a couple of days of shock but then once we know people are dying for the gospel and things are happening literally as we see them in the bible in order I think we're going to cross a line and we're going to say, wow, we're, got, we're about to meet Jesus. Yeah. And this is it. Yeah. I think there's going to be the releasing of so many things of temporary attractive things and temptations are going to be gone because we know. It's like when someone knows that he's going to die, there's a grace and an anointing to put your house in order. Mm-hmm. I believe that that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. As we hear the first seal being released or the first trumpet, I think there's going to be a boldness and we're going to we're going to give it all yeah. for Jesus. I think it's going to be a great victory in the heart. Part of I just like 
the fact that we have the book of Revelation, something that's so incredible about that is it's literally laying out for us in details things that are going to happen in the future so that we can know with certainty when those things start to happen. Yeah. Okay, we know what's coming next. Like we we hear the sound of the first trumpet and and I think all of us as believers were thinking, "Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was the first trumpet." Yeah. And you know, we're seeing devastation happen on the earth and I'm sure there's a lot of just things that we're going to have to deal with as that happens and yet we know we're we are so close yeah. to Jesus breaking the skies, coming with the clouds, and to hear him shout. And I think as the trumpets unfold, okay, the second one just sounded. We're we're waiting and listening for the third until we get to that final trumpet, to that seventh trumpet. And I can only imagine the joy, the excitement that we will be feeling in that moment. Okay, so I want to look at Revelation 11 uh, verses 15 to the end of the chapter because that's where we see what happens at that sounding of the seventh trumpet. And so it says the seventh angel sounds, there's loud voices in heaven. And this is what they're saying. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. Oh, there's so much that could be said about this because yeah. I'm even just thinking of Ephesians 1 where where Paul talks about how in the fullness of time, God's plan from the beginning was to bring everything that is in heaven and in earth together in Christ. And that's literally what's happening in this moment. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and Jesus is going to reign forever, which means all of the nations of the earth, all of the kings of the earth and the different governments, they all are becoming and, and belonging to Jesus and waiting for him now yeah. to reign forever. And then it says the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones, they fall on their faces, they worship and they say, we give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who was and is and is to come because you've taken your great power and reigned. So now Jesus is reigning on the earth. The nations were angry that just the events that are happening at this time is literally that the nations are raging against Jesus. The Antichrist is gathering his army to meet Jesus in Jerusalem because he knows that this is gonna happen. Literally, the earth is being deceived at this point into thinking that they actually can can fight against Jesus and win. And so they know that Jesus is coming back yeah. and, and they're gathering their armies, the armies of Armageddon, to meet him in Jerusalem and to fight against him. But it's saying the nations were angry. Yeah, and I want to expand a little bit on that because I think that they are angry because two things. One, the two witnesses have been faithfully, and the saints, saying the gospel preaching the gospel of the kingdom yeah which is going to say and, and number two the the power of god bringing fire from heaven and all of this stuff so i think they're gonna know this god is 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 god mm -hmm. like this jesus is god i can't believe that this is happening and you are telling us then when he comes back we are gonna have to be depending on him and our sinful life and our relationship with demons and pleasures and all of this sinful stuff is gone. So they're going to be 
desperate to try to kill this man because we're going to say, and he's coming. He's going to come to Jerusalem. So they're going to say, oh, that's the point when he's yeah. coming. Let's gather and try to, because they are, humans are going to be desperately trying to disattach from him as mm -hmm. the king. And we're going to try to say, come Lord Jesus. And they're going to say, no, if that's the king. We don't want they, him. Yeah, we don't want him. We'll try to kill him. If, even though he's like he's able to darken the the sky and you know release these plagues, we don't care. Yeah. We are desperate to keep the prosperity of the harlot and the prosperity of of just our human pleasures without him. Second so that's why they're yeah. angry. Second Thessalonians two has this crazy verse when it's talking about um, the coming of the Antichrist. There's this verse that talks about how there's a spirit of deception that comes upon all of those who have no love for the truth. And so yeah. meaning they're actually deceived into believing that they can fight against God and win, but it's because they had no love for truth. They have no love for, for God, for any, they don't want anything to have to do with him. Mm -hmm. So all of that is is happening you know the nations are raging the wrath of the lamb has come and there's even in revelation 6 there's a, this acknowledgement that it's the wrath of god that's being poured out on the earth like the inhabitants of the earth know that it's jesus who's pouring out these things but um to just to finish uh this revelation 11 because there's some incredible things that all happen at the sounding of the seventh trumpet so at the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Like, oh my God. Intense. <laughs> but it's amazing. Like, it's intense. To just touch on this for a second. Uh, it's interesting and, and probably I shouldn't get too much into this because, again, I need to study it more. But it is interesting that Yom Kippur is the day. It's called the Day of Atonement or it is actually the Day of Judgment, too. Yeah. So it's interesting that the Feast of Trumpets ends with this Day of Judgment because what's happening at the sound of this seventh trumpet is that the dead are receiving. It's their time to be judged. But also the judgment, which we talk about this, is the judgment seat of Christ is a very positive thing for the saints because it's the time of reward. It's mm -hmm. the time for us where we are receiving our resurrected bodies. We're meeting the Lord in the air. And I don't know how exactly or what time, because I'm sure that this is a process. Yeah. But we are going to meet with Jesus and receive the reward for what we've done on the earth. And we're going to, I don't know, receive white garments. We, we see in the beginning of Revelation, there's a whole bunch of rewards that get given out for those who overcome. And so this is a very, yeah. very incredible time and exciting time. And, and this all happens within or around that time of the sounding of the seventh trumpet that the saints receive the reward, those who fear his name. And so we're going to have to wrap up this, this podcast. We're running out of time, even though this content is so yes. amazing to talk about. But I want to just close it out by giving you a couple more verses on something that I just love. And so I want to share it with you. But all of these verses talk about the Lord himself descending with a shout. And I want 
just for fun, I want you to picture what is going on in Jesus's mind and his heart at the sounding of the seventh trumpet. And to give you a couple of verses just to chew on and think about, um, I want to talk about Isaiah 42, where it says, The Lord shall go forth like a mighty man. He'll stir up his zeal like a man of war. He shall cry out, yes, shout aloud. He shall prevail against his enemies. And then this is Jesus speaking in verse 14. I have held my peace a long time. I have been still and restrained myself. Now the time has come. Now that sounding of the seventh trumpet. He says, now I will cry like a woman in labor and I will pant and gasp at once. And there's other verses, Psalm 47, 5, that talk about the Lord going up with a shout. And I just, I love that verse in Isaiah 42, though, because it shows the zeal of Jesus as this mighty warrior king who, like in Joshua's day at the Battle of Jericho, it was like they were silent for a time and then it came time to shout and the enemy was destroyed. You know, the walls of Jericho came down. I just imagine Jesus as this king, this mighty warrior coming, splitting the sky, riding with the clouds, having the angels and saints come before him. And literally up at this time, there's darkness in the earth and and he splits the sky and it's like he's a beam of light coming in the midst of this darkness. And it says that Jesus himself is shouting. Yeah. Just picture that for a little bit, like take some time and get your holy imagination going and imagine what that is going to be like and sound like yeah because it is amazing to think about and, and so then the beauty of the humility of jesus that he's been silent for two thousand years and the earth hasn't hear his voice out loud and now he's coming like a king he's he said no more veil no more you don't listen to me no more. Only my church listens to the inner voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm coming. It's me. Yeah. It's over. That's <laughs> amazing. And I just think it shows his zeal yeah. for how badly he wants to be with his people. Yeah. That he's shouting in victory. He shouted at the cross. It's finished. And now he's going to shout again as the kingdoms of this earth become the kingdoms of our Lord and of our Christ. It's amazing. It's amazing. See you guys in the next episode.